You're listening to We Are Voices. We Are Voices. We, we, are, are, voices. Voices. we are Voices. Series 2 of the Kind Place. Kwaswai, makadi jenyu. Zitarangu ndinonze aufina chibamu, ndirichisharwa chanyika e Zimbabwe. So that literally translates, hello, my name is Alvina, um, I am from Zimbabwe. Yeah, I'm a single mother to a, a very beautiful, bright little girl that doesn't seem to want to give me a time right now. But <laughs> yes, um, well, basically, I came to Scotland when I was pregnant. Very, very difficult circumstances. I was alone and homeless so yeah it was a very traumatic time for me just maybe going back to then till now i find i'm in such a better place excuse me can i help you no <laughs> dearest daughter this week has been stressful. Maybe by the time you get to read this, the Aspen card will long be gone. But as of now, your mummy has had a difficult time coping without money and resources for three weeks. Something I have to weather for now because I'm still on the asylum track. I wish of all things in the world that you and your children will not have to go through the same things I have. What's the matter? Come to mommy. Come to mommy. Okay. Okay. There you go, sweetheart. This stigma has to end with me. Every parent wishes the best for their children. And I know every parent always has good things to say about their child. But I have to tell you, my child, you are such a clever, beautiful girl and I hope you will continue to shine like the bright star that you already are between 7 and 8 in the morning so that's when our day starts hi hi <laughs> yeah I prefer to to bath her immediately and then um, and then she would play a little and then she would have my first coffee around then depending on what damage she's done in the house yeah. I will <laughs> I will try and you know and put things back you don't want to know what happened but there we go I have big hopes and dreams so for you um, I want you to go to college I want you to go to a university of your choice without any limitations whatsoever to who your mother is. You are loved. <laughs> Nothing in life is fair, but that's okay. Because I am going to do something about it. I love you. I'm reminded of a time back late last year when we were just allowed to venture out in the park for exercise um, during the lockdown. I was sat in the park with my daughter and another woman was uh, walking past, she strolled past and then she stopped by us. 
and she was looking at me and she was looking at her she was smiling back and she looked like she wanted to engage in conversation so i just looked up and asked her are you okay and then she um really with limited english just said to me your daughter and you look so cute but would you mind terribly just giving your daughter a hug from me so at the time i didn't think much of it because obviously i can't uh give my daughter to her to hug because of the covid thing so i just you know i just went to hug my daughter and i said here baby this is a hug from auntie and then i i squeezed her in a tight hug and just then this woman just collapsed she just fell to the to the ground and she was weeping i was so confused i felt bad and again i was asking her i'm so sorry are you okay and then when she could speak she said that she had left a young baby back in her country when she left she couldn't bring her baby along with her so just seeing me with my daughter in the park you know just took her back just reminded her of her daughter because she was so far away it felt like i was giving her daughter a hug on her behalf I cannot cannot imagine being separated from my daughter for any time whatsoever never mind for months years on end You know it was hard hard time for kids because they don't understand why their dad not here even my son I, I told them he go to better place so we can join him he said I don't want better place let him come back they don't even realize he he couldn't even come back we tried before honestly to go all together but when i saw the boat and my kids have phobia with water i said no i won't This is Mada who I interviewed about her experience of family reunion. She's originally from Syria. She had fled Syria because of the war and was living in Egypt with her two young children and her husband. Then her husband was forced to leave Egypt due to persecution. Their aim was to leave as a family, but there was no way out except via boat from Turkey. Honestly I went 3 time but you know it was really really when they say it's dead journey it's dead journey First time it was in the beach you know and there is a boat it's wooden boat There is a lots of people around me you can say about 300 and said no way oh but those people will go there and my daughter said mom seriously we will go there are, are you sure are, are you sure are 
And I said no, no, absolutely not. And we come back. Next time that happened almost same. Uh, third time it was worse, it not wooden enough. And there is about maybe 50% in boat for 10%. And you know, people scream, it, it was so scary and it's about five o'clock and even to arrive, to this beach, you have to jump and slip, and I don't know. It was night, and and my my son scratched his face, and, and it was horrible. And when I I see it at this time, I tell my husband, "You go, I can't." It was a decision, and we discuss. It was just one second, you know. So he he, he even my kids they didn't saw see their dad go because it's happened quickly it was so crowded so dark so i their dad just go kiss them and go and we stay after taking the difficult decision to remain in egypt with her children Mada suddenly became a single parent in the meantime via an arduous journey her husband made it to the uk and applied for asylum. I know your son was four years old, right? Uh, on separation. So um, do you want to tell me how you managed? The place we were, it's, it wasn't perfect or safe. So the thieves jumped to my house and once they tried to kidnap my son and he was so scared. You know, my husband was as asylum seekers. He even uh, didn't work, so he couldn't help me by finance. It was so stressful. My son refused to eat. And the problem is I had to work. But, you know, my son normally don't eat without me. So it was a really problem. So I had to leave them for a long time. And after one year, they really suffered. They said they are without mom and dad at the same time. My son was so young, he came and said, I want dad, bring me dad like those kids. And sometimes he saw a single person sit, he said, bring me this man as a dad, I don't mind. When you are granted refugee status in the UK, you are eligible to bring your family here on what's called a family reunion visa. If you would like to please introduce yourself to the listeners. Hi, I'm Sahini. I'm the policy and advocacy officer covering matters around refugee family reunion at the British Red Cross. Right, that's fantastic. It just leads me right into my next question, which is if you can please explain how family reunion system currently works. Once you're granted refugee status in the UK, you are then allowed to reunite with your partner or spouse or children under 18. When you are granted refugee status in the UK and you're thinking of bringing your family, um, there isn't uh, a lot of help out there on how to navigate the immigration system, on which application form to fill in, you know, what the rules are, what documents you need to collect. In 2013, the government uh, removed legal aid for refugee family union applications. 
my journey to Scotland, theoretically it was easy because I came by plane, but practically it was hard because we had lots of problems with visa and paper and passport and we have, we had to wait about three years. It's then really the challenges is on the family abroad because it's getting all those official documentations. There's a requirement for birth certificates, marriage certificates. They may be also in a refugee camp or trying to find, you know, a safe place to be because by nature of being related to that refugee, they could also be in danger. And I had problem with my passport, so I had to contact my country and it's hard really to have renew the passport. After that, my daughter passport finished and Syrian ambassador refused to renew it. They say we need her dad. And then you're waiting. And it's about a two month wait for a decision. You know, so it's a lot, it's a massive period of destitution and poverty and, and really struggling um, to find shelter sometimes as well. You know, uh, British visa, it's a three month only. The office in Egypt contact me at the last day of three months. So uh, when I took the passport, I told my husband, I don't know if, it's happy or bad news. Happy news, I got the visa. Bad news, tomorrow will finish. Then my, my husband tried to apply again. So um, I know you said that it took you three years to get here. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about, you know, that first time when you were reunited with your husband? My kids, especially the youngest one, he didn't remember his dad. So when we meet at the airport, they go to their dad and come back like, like this. Oh. I said, what? He said, my mom, it's not his voice. It's different voice. Maybe it's aliens or something. <laughs> They come back to me and said, it's my dad. It's really my dad. I say, I swear, it's your dad. Go. Wow. Thank you so much for that, Mada. Uh, following what you just said, I know that there was an anxious time. You, you said in your story that there was anxiety and fear. So just really checking, are you okay? Are the kids okay? Mentally, I'm, I'm thinking. Yeah, after Corona or before? <laughs> <laughs> yes, there's that, isn't it? <laughs> You know, we, ha we, we have a lots of problem, honestly, with housing, with a lots of... It's problem. I, I, I don't say uh, my life is perfect. I had lots of problem. But however, I feel lucky. It's better than other place, honestly. If I was in my country, my daughter won't be able even to go to school. And I won't be worried about corona or buses. I will be worried about being alive. So the law said as well, if you have daughter or son plus 18, even if they are single, it's not allowed to bring them with you. So the law said just husband, wife and kids under 18. That's it. My dad and mom separated from long time. 
and I raised my sister. Even sometime when I talk about, uh, I mixed with between my daughter and my sister. So my kids in Egypt, they thought she is their sister. They didn't know. Even my husband, because he raised her from the beginning, and he tried a lot to join her in my uh, file. But honestly, the, the man said, if you join other person, it will delay more. So I advise you to let your this daughter away. When we go any place, my daughter say, if Dado, her name is Dado, if Dado is here, when Dado come, why? They always live like she is in their mind. Always my son say, I dream I saw her, when I saw her, and that killed me because there is no hope soon to see her. So even now they can't imagine and it's forever, it's almost forever, but they dream about it. They say, when she come, when she will be here, but I don't know, the law is low. I know she is adult in, in, in other people's eyes, but in my eyes, she's my baby. You know, I, I, I really miss hug her and be with her. And I feel like I'm happy if my sister with me, my happiness just, you know, I can't be really fully happy. I'm pleased just that's it. But happy just if she one day I can meet her or live together again, maybe. That is hard. Oh gosh. I feel they always scared. My daughter now, she didn't have friends at school. When I asked her why you don't have its lovely age, she said, I'm scared to love them, then I lose them. So I don't want love anyone again and lose them. So yeah, I think kids never forget. Do you know what the government is proposing in the new immigration plan? What we do know is that family union uh, rights will be different depending on how someone arrived in this country. If these changes come into effect, what it essentially means is that majority of people who have refugee status will not be able to bring their families to reunite with them very quickly. What we envisage that will happen is that they'll need more legal help. So where there is no legal aid, there'll still need there'll be more need for lawyers because the system will be really complicated. There isn't that automatic right to family reunion if they've come through an irregular journey, which kind of just means if they've come through, you know, by boat or at the back of a lorry, um, and not you know not been able to kind of have any other option coming here. Some people don't have choice. But the problem is if the law here for small, you know, more rules about family reunion, what that means, that means they force people to take babies and kids to a very hard journey. And, and when I was talking about my husband's journey, I didn't talk after Greek what's happened because it was worse than the boat, honestly. I knew people came here just to live like normal people. Just live. 
They just want to stop worry about having lunch for kids, bread for kids. And, and that's really, the new law make me mad. That affects kids so much. In your own words, um, why do you think this issue matters? Family is so important and it really impacts someone's ability to integrate and their mental health. And if we go back to just what is the purpose of family union, it's it's one to give that refugee that right to like, yes, okay, we recognize you can't go back to your country and you need sanctuary in the UK, but yet, and we need to bring your family to you because you can't go back to them. But also it's it's such a safe way to bring them here because families are also going through the same thing the refugee has probably gone through. They've also fled overnight. They've also stuck in a refugee camp. They're also being, you know, living in fear. So they need they need that protection as much as the refugee does. And I feel like family union is the most important way to do that and the most safest way to do that. So I, yeah, I think for me, those are the reasons why it's so important. You know, I just hope people who make decisions just think like us. Once I went to London and the chef executor of Red Cross, he said, I was at seven o'clock in my home and I said good morning to my daughter. Now it was 10 o'clock. I miss her so much. And I think this, it's that, it, this, it's, we saw our kids at seven o'clock and 10 o'clock, we miss them so much. So imagine us. Imagine when you miss your daughter after three hours, then you sign a decision who lets people separated from their kids for years. I can't, I'm scared sometimes to imagine a woman who have this situation. And once I was in Red Cross, a volunteer next to me, I said, she said, I have daughter and she's cute and something. I say, okay, where she is? She said in my country and Okay, how many years? She said 13. In lockdown, some people said, oh, I couldn't see my mom. I miss my mom. I have a newborn and my mom didn't touch him. Okay, this is our life, guys. And imagine you have a new baby and you couldn't hug him, just see him in a screen like this. You will sign this decision easily. Don't think of, of your kids. You could put them in this situation you could separate your your wife from her kids just like this. So that's it. <laughs> Every parent wants the best for their children. So whether they're in a, a child of an asylum seeker or a child of a Scottish person, I think children should just be allowed to be children. There are thousands of people who are on the asylum track like myself, who have come through horrendous journeys to get here. We want you to understand that we are basically the same as you and everyone else. We just want an opportunity to rebuild our lives, the opportunity to work and be part of the community. We want to feel safe and welcome as we integrate with society. Thanks for listening to We Are Voices. This episode was produced by me, Alvina. Our senior producers are Bridie Addison-Child and Jude Shapiro.
it was amazing moment for me when someone say are you from glasgow and say why he said because your accent and say yeah i'm not just to speak english i have an accent people can recognize where i'm from <laughs> and i was so happy i almost hug him <laughs> because it's not just english it's scottish guys <laughs> we are voices is made by the voices network in collaboration with the british red cross and supported by players of People's Postcode Lottery. Okay. You need to be ashamed of yourself. We are working here. Thank you. Thank you. The Voices Network is an independent organisation that shares the voices and personal views of refugees and asylum seekers. We believe that every refugee matters. If you do too, join us and stand up to say we need a kinder and more compassionate way to support refugees. Visit everyrefugeematters.redcross.org.uk to pledge your support.